Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of the Club Rugby Collective. I'm your host, Brendan Source Hotel from Queensland Rugby, and today we've got a special episode. We're doing our first ever live recording from Longland Street in East Brisbane, where today I'm at the house of a few Tigers legends. Uh, top of the list, Queensland captain Liam Wright. We've got Sam Henry, Tom Futrell, not Fred, and Josh <laughs> Webb. Boys, how are we? Not too bad. Good, good mates. <laughs> now, fellas, obviously, uh, all four of you fellas play for East. Uh, you live here together, very close to the club. Um, tell us all how you first got involved at East. We'll uh, we'll kick things off with uh, with Senry. Uh, I used to play for um, Riverside Rugby and uh, Riley. <laughs> Watch it, mate. Um, and Riley Cooper ended up getting me on board about grade ten, so like twenty twelve. Now I've just been there ever since. Right, and a few trail for you, mate. Um, when I I came back to Brisbane and Rongers was uh, playing for East and a few of the boys that we went to school with, so it was where like the easy option for me when I came back to Brisbane. Fair enough. And uh, Rongers, mate, how did you end up at, uh, at East out of Churchy, mate? Uh, mine was when I first came to Churchy. Uh, grade 7 was uh, looking for a club. Uh, back then, pretty much all the Churchy Villanova guys played at East and they just guided me down there and I've been there since under 12s. Nice. And Webby, you're the uh, the newest addition to the club, mate. How did you end up down Tigerland? Yeah, so I'm the late bloomer in this bunch, but... Uh, came to your senses. <laughs> I, um, I started last year, so... Um, yeah, it's been a good, good, what, what, 16 months now. So yeah, no, yeah, loving it. All right. We'll get around to, uh, how you sort of come back to footy at East, mate, a bit later in the episode, but obviously you guys all live together here and, uh, in one of many, what would be rugby share houses around Brizzy. How did, uh, all four of you guys end up here together? Oh, uh, well, so we were at boarding school together, Webby, Rongers and I, and then so after, Rongers finally got sick of college. We moved into a house together, and he knew Senry from. Yeah, I just want to say, biggest mistake I, we've made. Yeah, so I never it. wanted to move in. Like just, I was just hoping it was going to go straight under the carpet. Like I was going, oh yeah, we're moving together, Rongers. And then he just kept harassing me, and then so I ended up just being in. And I think they got sick of each other, so <laughs> yeah. I think the saviour had to come into the picture. And, oh right, and so spice uh, things up with some colour. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, you got to mix it up a little bit sometimes. But, um, yeah, I joined the boys start this year. And, mate, it's been it's been good. It's been good it's to been say the least. <laughs> it's been a ride. Serious glue guy over there. Oh. <laughs> now, fellas, obviously you would have been spending um, a lot more time at home together than usual um, the last sort of two months. How's uh, the COVID-19 pandemic sort of uh, had an impact on all you fellas and, and how have you managed here at home in uh, in isolation? Webby's been getting real weird. Yeah, very touchy. I've even, yeah, there's sometimes I've, I've outbursts uh, when it comes to, to you know, to, when we're sitting down at the dinner of table, but... Um, yeah, I think they're getting a bit weird out um, from here now. It's an old Queenslander, so you can hear people downstairs the whole time. Me and Tom be upstairs just chilling and just hear random noises coming from Webby in his room. And it's, it's... I used to think Webby would do it just for show, but I realised that's just how he is. Like, he'll just start... Like, how loud does he play music? Yeah. It's amazing. He just well, rattles, like, shakes the hole downstairs playing, like, now they <laughs> out one song about sixty thousand. I'm not mad about it. like they're bangers. But... No. I, I, yeah, I like Cody Simpson. Yeah, <laughs> but but it's been good so far. Um, I think it's been a positive effect overall. Um, I think Ronga's got a few gym stuff from the Reds, and we chucked in the garage. So, Isolation. 
Yeah, so yeah, we've been going pretty hard with that. It's actually been a domino effect, I reckon, though, when it comes to the whole gym. Like, you don't see Tom and Sandra in gym that much, but me and Rongers, um, you know, dragged them out of their beds and now they're actually doing something to, you know, get fit for the season. And I think, not Fred, but Tom's um, getting his shoulder right. And it's actually um, good to see Sandra in the gym because, like, usually he's got a leash on his neck with his miso. So it's, so yeah, it's, and we're not going to talk about Tom just mysteriously. Oh, I lost my papa. Oh, I can't <laughs> run this morning. So the one time we saw Sandra, we were like, oh, what? This could actually be a positive effect. But, um, yeah, it's been good, mate. People train in different ways, mate. <laughs> Fair enough. And um, I suppose, like, the interesting thing here is um, where we see, like, a lot, I suppose, like, a fair few, like, prem grade guys uh, live together and do a lot of sort of stuff together. Um, you guys are sort of a bit different where everyone's sort of across the, the grades and I think that's probably indicative of uh, East as a club where it sort of doesn't matter what level of club you're playing for. Mm. Um, yeah. if, as long as you're a Tiger, everyone's uh, everyone's good mates. Mm. It's pretty spot on, yeah. yeah. You'd be surprised. He lets us know how good he is <laughs> yeah. pretty regularly. So no uh, <laughs> yeah. Conveniently just stretches right in front of the TV every night, makes us all feel guilty, me and Tom. Having a beer or something. He's got this friggin' massive pole doing these ones. <laughs> Convenient. No, but that's definitely a thing for East. Yeah. Um, you know, having that culture from first grade down to six. Um, you know, not having that, you know, attitude of, you know, I'm better than you is, is something that, you know, definitely brings a, you know, positive vibe. And yeah, it's definitely something we love. So we had to breed that out of Webby, though, coming from uni. Yeah, he had a few culture issues on the. <laughs> On the way. Yeah, so we nipped that in the bud straight away. <laughs> oh, I know there was... Uh, <laughs> I strongly disagree with that. <laughs> I know there's a few dirty people at the Red Heavies, mate, when you popped up at Tigerland. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, what? I had three years off in between the switch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, mate, it's... Like, I literally just came back to footy for social reasons. So, mate, they went to... And you're not going to get that at UQ? <sighs> <laughs> case in point yeah. next topic source right. fair enough are happening now I understand uh, before we sort of linked up today Rongers told me that um, you guys aren't actually the first generation of Tigers to live in this house um, Michael Lucas has uh, informed us that this used to be the house where the likes of East Legends Andrew Scottney Rick Tyrell used to live and apparently uh East Prem grade head coach Moses Rolini used to like to get on the carver here. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's interesting that, uh, you know, probably what, like 20 years later, uh, we got another generation of Tigers at the house. Pretty hectic, yeah. We um we didn't find that out until just before. It's a, the, the house is apparently called The Furnace. So it's a deadly um, name. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I don't know how, but it seems pretty fitting. So um, they just, Luco was like, we lived on Longland Street and he went, oh, I used to live there. Um, where'd you go? Are you up on the hill on the far side? And we're like, oh yeah. And he said, is the bottom just all brick and and just a den, pretty much? And we're like, yeah, that sounds about yeah, right. And we sent him a photo of it. And he goes, yeah, that's that's the furnace. So uh, it's pretty cool because we didn't even get it through East. We just got it through a um through mm. just realestate.com and stuff. So honestly, I don't want to even think about you know what happened back then. But yeah, you know, I think we're doing a pretty good job as well. Of, um, you know, with all the drinking downstairs, so that's nah, been good fun. Well, mate, that would have been in the days before camera phones, so there's no evidence, just stories. <laughs> yeah, they don't know how hard we've got it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can only imagine what a young Michael Lucas and a middle-aged Mick Farrell got up to. Down there. <laughs> <laughs> now, fellas, um, while you all live together, obviously 
you've all well we all play at east there's all different walks of life here um talk us through what all you guys do sort of outside of rugby and um how that sort of dynamic goes around the house um wrong is uh we probably don't need to touch on you mate everyone knows yeah super rugby player leave that there talented uh singer as well Oh, my God. <laughs> um, oh Cedric, mate, God, for you. Oh, I like to focus on my girlfriend mainly. That's what... Mate. No, I've literally got no life outside of it, to be honest. Yes, what do you do for work? Oh, for work. Oh. <laughs> that, that, that was the gist of it, mate. Yeah, oh, sorry. Um, Honestly, see what I have to put up with? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Um, oh, I'm a labourer, so... You need a floor swept, I'll do it. Pretty much. <laughs> Anything in high vis, I'll do it. But that's pretty much it. I just oh, labor. Are you uni? uni? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I almost finished my uni degree finally. So I still finished before Riley Cooper, I just want to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, pretty uni, sweet floors, girlfriend, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Busy times. Um, future for you, mate. Uh, so I'm over at the airport. So it's been... Um, haven't been at home during COVID. Had to go in each day for pretty much all of it, and just uh, make sure everyone's everyone's getting their freight. So that's that's what I love. I love moving stuff. I guess yeah. <laughs> Logistics, mate. It's big a gym guy. Big gym guy. Yeah, I'm essential. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> essential worker. Yeah. Tom did uni as well, but his didn't count for a whole lot. Yeah, he's got to redo it in a traineeship. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Harsh. That was on the list of stuff not to talk about, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> oh, all right. Park and pick it on Fugil for a second. Yeah. Uh, Webby, mate, obviously your situation has changed a little bit during COVID, mate. Yeah, so, um, so I'm in the real estate game, but um, due to the COVID-19 reasons, I got put on JobKeeper. So, um, yeah, that was a bit of a, you know, you, you know curveball. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit of a curveball, but, you know, still got the contacts. Um, you know, we can put in contact with my, my work collision, so that's good. But, um, yeah, mate, I'm just in the real estate um, game. I studied property, and so, mate, um, started full-time work, started this year. So that was was really good. Um, I think I'm, you know, getting just a bit now, so pretty keen to, you know, start up again when COVID's done. You're also an influencer, aren't you, Josh? <laughs> yeah, you're pretty yeah, adamant on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a part-time t- No, I'm joking. No, you don't. Well, mate, you do mention part time simp. <laughs> Honestly, um, well, I wouldn't necessarily classify you as someone with a thousand followers or whatever. There's uh, two thousand actually. Two thousand, yeah. yeah, big dog. Um, there is a hashtag that's been going around for a number of years, mate. Um, do you care to fill us in on the, the origins of Webby's big D? Yeah, I think I think Rongers needs to take the mic here uh, when it comes to this story. Yeah, um, I'd like to let's just start off that there are no wrong intentions. It's got nothing to do with his <laughs> appendages. Um, Jesus Christ. So Webby's Big D started back in grade 11. Um, we were both trying to make the first team. Um, Webby was, as Luca, Luca described, a chubby, round little kid. <laughs> um, came to Churchy on a scholarship. And so we were both trying to make the first. And uh, we kind of had to, we're, you know, in boarding together and stuff. So I had to eat a lot the whole time. We're, Constantly going at it like that, trying to force each other to eat food to get big enough to play first of Dean footy. Um, and this whole sort of thing kept going on. We were like, dude, what are you even bothering for? You're a definite, like, you're definitely going to make the team, especially him because he was a scholarship. He was a big D. He was, so he's, yeah, the big D. And so he was a <laughs> definite. Um, we said Webby is a definite for the team. And it got um, made into Webby as big D. 
And um, I don't know for the life of me how it stuck around for about six or seven years. And um, probably the fact that no one knows what Big D actually means keeps it relevant. But yeah, I make sure that people never forget Webby is Big D. But once Rongas has, you know, something set, he tries to just keep it going. And obviously it's been what? What, six years now? Seven <laughs> years. And I still get it to this day. So. It's all about persistence. It is about persistence. Yeah. Um, Wasn't there then another one during the Reds' 20s period where you were Thorny's son? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was quite funny. The boys would you know, give me a little bit of stick about that, especially wrongs. But um, <laughs> yeah, so my second year, 20s, um, I was on the sidelines for a bit. And um, so I was doing a lot of stuff with Thorny, just helping him out. Me helping him out, yes. Nah, <laughs> nah, I thought he, um, and I would spend some time together, and yeah, no, nah, it was good fun. And everyone just tried to obviously make something out of it, and it came out as me being his son. So lovely, yeah, that's it. So, would you say you're a pretty popular guy then if people keep making this stuff up about you? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um, now, Webby, mate, obviously, the, the Reds 20 stuff, um, didn't necessarily go the way mm. it was originally planned for you you had to um pull out of that competition and then as you mentioned earlier you had about three seasons away from footy yep. um mate talk us through what happened there um sort of your initial reaction and then how you've ended up back at east now mate in the last um sort of 16 18 months yeah for sure um so yeah in 2015 i was in the reds 20s program with with wrongs as well and um yeah everything was going fine um I think we lost the grand final, so we'll definitely eager to come back the next year and, you know, try to grab it, you know, against New South Wales. But unfortunately, in that preseason, um, yeah, I just got news that, you know, you know, there's something off my heart, and I had no idea about it. And so that entailed me, you know, not playing ever again. So that was, you know, that was a definitely a downfall. Like, oh yeah, like a setback. But um, yeah, like you know, there was really good people around me, and you know, got through it. And so I took what, three years off, three or four years off and just focus on myself then and this is where these boys come and pitch I think. Oh, um, they, yeah, picked me up and they said, listen, mate, come down to East, you know, play some social footy and, mate, that's what I did and, mate, it's been the best season of my life. So, yeah, I got, yeah, very keen to keep going. So, Yeah, mate, you finished, uh, your, I suppose, your rep career there then mm. as a hooker and then last year <laughs> when you came back to East yeah. in fourth and third grade, you were playing center and fly half mate how did that change come about well i think um i was just a center throughout the whole time i was playing hooker um yeah that's what i'm saying you watch his uh, games at church you never hit a breakdown so it wasn't a hooker. <laughs> that changed, yeah. nah um yeah so i played hooker as wrong said before i was around um bloke at school um but yeah i didn't need to obviously play footy again so i just try to shape down um and yeah i went into the centers uh, last year and mate i've absolutely loved it there's so much more space and i have no idea what to do with it so no it's good fun no very true mate and um how much did you enjoy your first season there mate at east playing um sort of in two teams there into the final series obviously going deep yep. with third grade um into the gf yeah it was yeah it was awesome because you know throughout the season you obviously get the social aspects of club footy um but then you know when finals come comes around it, you know it gives you that you know that you know intensity feel of yeah it's finals like you really want to win this um you know for your club and so mate it was it, it was good fun um getting that feeling back again of actually competing um at a decent level was 
was was good fun and um having the culture behind us as well definitely did us up but unfortunately we lost by i think three in the grand final um and that's so that's pretty devastating but mate we've got a mission this year and hopefully we get some footy back well I'll, i'd like to point out i didn't lose the grand final mate i didn't get on names not to be mentioned <laughs> um, wrongers mate obviously um well these guys are all sort of plugging away at east's every weekend mate um your footy career is obviously taken a very different turn of uh recent mate taking in the captaincy of queensland um a big shout but um obviously last year still got it down around club rugby every weekend when you guys were home supporting your roommates um before going on to pull on the queensland jumper mate um what does it mean for you, mate, to still be able to show that support for, for your mates and obviously just still for the Tigers, mate, as a whole? Um, I, I just like getting around the boys, you know. It's um, like we said before, the clubs are really just, you know, anyone's welcome. doesn't matter if um, you're sixth grade, first grade, um, you know, Queensland or Wallabies or whatever. Like, everyone's welcome down there. Um, you know, our club captain, Nico, is in sixth grade there and he, um, you know, we get I get his Friday afternoon videos every week of him sculling a beer to to fit, signify knockoff. So magical, yeah, mad respect, Nico. So we, you know, it's just a good bunch of people down there. So it's always fun getting down, and um, you know, they always support me and um, show me some support those nights. So um, it's just a good way to get down there, watch my guys play footy, and um, fun place to be. So yeah. keep going there. How often do you go down and watch your brother Liam play? Liam Lumber. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's you. I've won that. But yeah, but even wrong wrongers wouldn't even um, you know say himself. He's um, you know he's just that type of bloke as well. It's not like he's doing it because he needs to. He's he's just doing it because you know he wants to do. It. He wants to get around the boys, which is um, yeah, it's good because you know you know you look on the sideline. You, you know you, you know you see your mates and then you obviously see wrongers there as well. So it's no, it's good. It's good. I remember last year when. Um, made my, you know, futural and flew over for my debut um, for the Wallabies. <laughs> and I um, kind of stitched him up because I had to fly back at like four in the morning, which I didn't realise that so they were stuck there um, <laughs> for the whole day. Um, but it was pretty good because it was, it was grand finals day the next day on Sunday. So yeah. it was, um, I got back into Brizzy at nine and then straight to Ballymore, 9.30, grabbed a Dagwood dog and caught the second half of the third grade grand final where yeah. Webby and Sandra were playing. So. And he was and, uh, blind. That <laughs> 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 no, was pretty good just seeing all the, that, the East just, um, guys always fill the hill and, um, you know, support everyone in the club. So it was pretty good to get back and be a part of that. Um, and they made me feel pretty welcome back there in that day. And um, fellas, for you guys, it's uh, three roommates. When Rongers got announced as um, Queensland captain um, at the start of this year, what was your guys' sort of reaction and sort of how proud of you were of him? Uh, so I was at the at girls' ball when you told me <laughs> and had to... I was told... told no, that's not correct no, at all. That was the ball of his day, though. What are we talking about? The <laughs> nice talk about the captaincy. Nice oh, um, I don't know. He's just like <laughs> over it's, it's just a yeah, just an, I mean another accomplishment that he's achieving. It's pretty cool status, and I mean even like now when we're down at the footy, 
club and stuff, kids will run up and mm. ask for signatures and stuff. But I mean, it doesn't really change who he is yeah. or it's what he hard. does with us. But like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's hard it's, to fathom. It's pretty good to us. It's definitely yeah. nothing's changed. Yeah, it's definitely like, and it's credit to him as well because you know, obviously, my dream was obviously to play for the Reds, and so that was obviously you know Liam's dream as well. And you know, to get there and get the captaincy as well, it's um, mate, it's unbelievable. We we're so proud, and yeah, he's gonna keep going. So. They probably just have to delete a few photos, source. That was all they <laughs> all really had to change. They keep that in the back pocket, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> yeah. That's in the post career for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's in my breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> um, is mate. Obviously, everyone sort of has followed your trajectory, mate, from um, from Reds twenties to NRC, Queensland, and the Wallabies. But mate, before any of that came about. You played your first season out of school at East as a Colt. Um, how important do you reckon that year was uh, in terms of sort of setting up the rest of your senior footy career? Yeah, really important. Uh, it, uh, it sort of got me back to really enjoy my footy. Um, you know, I was part of the the 2014 first 15 with Webby where we um, we took the the title, um, you know, undefeated, pretty convincingly, pretty yeah. convincing, and it was um, like really good year, good to be a part of all that. But I didn't really have a, a whole lot to do in that. Mm. I did the lineouts and the breakdowns, and uh, that was me. So, um, sort of not making any of that sort of next pathway stuff was probably a bit of a blessing because I had to go back to East, and um, you know, if you really wanted to work hard, you had to do it yourself. You know, parents are in Sydney and stuff, so I had to find my way to training. Um, just on on the buses and stuff didn't have my license back then for the first six months so um yeah it really was like you know if you wanted to do it and play footy and um enjoy it you had to and uh develop my game a bit learned how to got back to to pilfering a little bit which i didn't really do much of in school um and so it was yeah pretty cool and it was just fun socially it was um such an awesome year um i was staying at king's which was helpful because i didn't have to worry too much about meals and stuff like that that was there for me which was um, you know, a constant where I could go back and get a good good feed and that and um then go to training and hang out with these boys and so it was pretty fun. It was just it grounded you a bit and made sure you actually if you wanted to do it, you're gonna do it and just socially it was an awesome year. Um we still always talk about our ladies' day, that first year. You know how good we had it with that Prem Grey Grand yeah. the first year. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. East yeah, East made um what prem grade final that year and we thought it was going to be like that every year and then chris saltier just wiped the floor with us <laughs> but um it was yeah it was sick just such a good first year and yeah um yeah just made you a love the club wrong as you mentioned um you know how important obviously east was and how much you enjoyed that year obviously a lot of the guys in the reds right now albeit that it's a young side they have all at least played a couple of seasons in club rugby and definitely a tribute their time in Prem Rugby to um, helping them um, sort of hone their craft. So you've got the likes of Harry Wilson and Fraser from Brothers. Uh, most recently, the likes of Hunter Paisami uh, from Wests. Do you think that that exposure for all these guys to club rugby is sort of assisting within that, that culture at the Reds at the moment? Yeah, big time. There's a, um, a big influence. There's a huge Brothers contingent there at the moment. Um, yeah, ew. but um, they've got a really good program set up at Brothers as much as we hate to admit it. And so you see a lot of good young talent coming through. But I think the whole, uh, and West as well, you know, Carter Gordon coming through West as well, Hunter. Um, you know, it's, I think it sort of, um, 
like I said, grounds you. It um, if you want to, especially in that Premier Rugby program, if you need to go and do, you know, they train Tuesday, Thursday. Uh, if you really want to progress, you've got to do more than that. And so it comes down to the, the person developing that determination, actually going away, doing the extra weight sessions or fitness sessions. And uh, that just becomes something that a lot of those guys are brought into the squad where it's not handed to them and they know they've had to work for it in the past. So when it comes to doing the hard work and that, it's just second nature, and um, which has really come through in the squad we've got at the moment. Nice. And um, for you fellas, as obviously being close to, to wrongers, um, you guys are obviously at every game, just about Reds games here at Suncorp, supporting him, but also the rest of the, the boys who are all around the same sort of age now, with the same sort of experiences as young guys who are obviously Red supporters um, while also playing rugby. Um, how awesome is it to see, I suppose, obviously your mate's captain, you go and support him, but the rest of that cohort that's still got that strong connection to uh, to club rugby and grassroots rugby as a whole. So weird. <laughs> so weird. Like, yeah. when you're, like, little and you're watching, like, you know, well, I don't know why, I'm thinking, like, Matty Bow and Jonathan Thurston, but it's like, <laughs> hey, sport, right? I know it's the wrong sport, but you know what I mean? Like, you go, oh, wow. Hmm, and we, like live, we, live, we live with him. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. being a kid and thinking, like, idolising... Um, like, well, Phil Wall was a particular one, but like, even those thinking they must be like the greatest, uh, like players, blokes, people. And then you kind of become this age and you realize they're just a bunch of retards as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nice to know that, you know, everyone's human, right? it, but it is though. It's, um, not, nah, it's weird. It's, yeah, it's definitely crazy yeah. to think. Um, like, no one else, we're obviously all, you know, rugby fanatics. And, um, yeah, so we grew up watching rugby and, you know, my favourite player back in the day was obviously Will Genia and stuff like that. And um, seeing Wrong has obviously put that jersey on as well. It's um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, so I was, I was talking to Freddie the other week, Tom's little brother, and we've been training with him a lot during pandemic. And he goes, mate, you've kind of ruined like some sort of footy for me. I went, oh, what do you mean? And he goes, well, if I was a kid and I've been told I'd be training with the Reds captain for two months think that was the sickest thing ever and now it's just you you're a bit of a dud and, <laughs> and, and, and so it's really not that special oh, so. yeah we yeah, cool. yeah we definitely keep the reds captain grounded that's for sure yeah so thorny um yeah that's all good yeah. <laughs> um now i just want to throw back for a second you mentioned wrongers that um the fellas came over for your debut game um over in auckland at eden park obviously a tough day results wise but um Tommy, talk us through that sort of trip over there, mate, and uh, how quickly you pulled all that together. Yeah, so I got told on the Tuesday night, and I was told not to tell anyone, and I figured, well, I can't do that, so I called Dad. (laughs) (laughs) So I called Dad, and I told him, and he kind of asked if I was going to go, and I'd just been, I'd just received my, my tax back. And so you know, I've had all the money for it. And you probably got wrongers to pay for it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the following day, uh, it was because it was a um, like a show day. We were at the Shaftson with two mates, and uh, just said to them, like broke the news to them, and they went, "Well, are we going?" I went, oh, "Yep." And we booked a ticket like there and then. Uh, didn't sort out accommodation till Friday. <laughs> got to the airport about. An hour, uh, like an hour before an international flight, so I was running pretty late, and not like then you. What's new? <laughs> actually, got up on, got up about two or three hundred bucks on the dogs while we were on the plane. <laughs> so that was a good, uh, so that set us up for for a big one, and we've ended up arriving, and it was uh, Timmy, no, uh, Charlie Williams and I, and so the two of us have 
got New Zealand and we figured, oh, well, let's go get a, let's go get, go to a pub. And we couldn't really find anything around, but we've got an Uber out. We've got to this pub that was, uh, they would have had more security guards there than they had people like <laughs> in the pub. And so, and the first guy we walked into was missing his first like three, three front teeth and, his, and he had a glass eye and we're sitting there going, oh, well, I guess we're here now. Yeah. Then the ATM machine wouldn't work. We didn't have cash on us. So we got stuck there. And Are we talking about Wrongs' debut or your life story? Yeah, life story. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, so it was a pretty... Oh, sorry, Joy. Uh, but yeah, just like it was a big... Yeah, it ended up being a pretty big weekend. And yeah, as he said, like got there. Uh, I don't know if... Yeah, his dad was in pretty good form for the entire... For the day. So he got... He ended up nearly getting lost yeah. at the stadium. Couldn't see Wrongs afterwards, but worked his way back and um yeah then just a big night at the at the casino there so tom kept trying to tell the the guy at the door of the dressing room of the wallabies thing that he was my stepbrother so that, <laughs> so that he would get in <laughs> Nearly I, I thought i clearly i'm not athletic enough because he yeah. just didn't didn't I mean, reply for a doesn't second doesn't mean you're <laughs> his brother mate stepbrother especially when they're asking the reds to slam right of a brother and they're going nut. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez um Wrongers, mate, how, how grounding is it, mate, for you? <clears throat> Obviously, we talk about, you know, returning to club rugby and stuff like that, but, you know, with uh, everything that goes on at super rugby level and sort of the pressure that's that's there now, especially now that you've taken on the captaincy, and obviously it's been pretty sort of weird few months to, to be that head of the side. Um, what's it like, mate, to be able to come home and still have, like, your best mates and have it still very much a... A grounded scenario and they don't treat you any different as if you're some uh you know another level player Nah, it's really good they um yeah you're just coming home and it's sort of an ability to switch off like um yeah i guess we're pretty privileged to do you know what i do and sometimes you forget that a bit and um these guys make sure to let me know if i'm getting ahead of myself and <laughs> Even if I'm not, they'll pull me back a little bit just to, just to be just yeah, to be sure, to yeah, just, just to check. Uh, so no, it's it's awesome. It's like you know living with your best mates, and then um, they just you know then they talk the club footy, and so you go there and just just to hang out with them, and then um, you're around the club the whole time, and it's it's pretty amazing what how it's all linked us together, the the club and everything. So uh, yeah, it's really good. They keep me um, keep me in control a lot. It's a good way to switch off as well from some of the pressures. Now, one key thing, fellas, obviously living in a big share house like this, uh, how many hanger-ons do you have from the Tigers just here all the time, although they don't live here? Mm. Um, Riley Cooper comes to mind. Yeah. Cooper, Charlie, Fred. Fred, yeah. God. Yeah, it's weird. Even when we say, yeah, we'll have a quiet, you know, a quiet night, we always just That's seem just to find you, it. Mate. <laughs> we just find ourselves downstairs just oh, being liabilities yeah, so but well, we've got a pretty bendy armies yeah. twist it pretty easily <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah there's there's actually a lot of East boys actually who who do um, drink with us it's, well, it's quite we're pretty socially awkward so we kind of rely on that to uh, <laughs> yeah. to have friends without kind of East it's a nice little place to have other socially awkward people <laughs> <laughs> nice it all meshes together yeah. Yeah. it's beautiful actually fair enough fair enough um obviously before covid lockdown and all that sort of stuff trying to keep things as pg as we can what would be the craziest story that you've had while uh your time at the house while living here 
Oh, you reckon, boy? At least I pay Jay. Give it PJ. At this house, or because we've been through three houses already, so yeah, they don't we're like limiting that. it. To no, this it's, house. Always, it's always talking about you know, the, the period of COVID. Oh, oh before what? beforehand. Oh, beforehand. Sorry, yeah, in normal times. Oh, okay. Often find people asleep on the tiled floors. Mm. I mean, we got four beds here, and it's not often you've got someone actually sleeping in it on a Saturday. It tends to be. There's always someone passed out on the floor. Dude, but... that's a crazy story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've really leveled everyone. Yeah. I think um, like that stable mindset everyone needs it's, here. It's um, usually like kick-ons after E, so, so it's you know, hard to sort of yeah, get something going. We've had a heap of nights downstairs till about five playing beer pong, but that's about as wild as it gets here, given what's going on at the moment. Yeah, I think moving in has definitely made me piss fit. So um, <laughs> now it's time to actually get fit for the season, I think. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, gents. So what we usually do uh, with the podcast is we ask folks uh, a series of questions. It's called the Fast Five, albeit it's not that fast. Um, rather than going through an answer for, for everyone, we'll just, uh, if you guys can collectively come up with an answer for each of these. Um, so the first one is, who would you guys rate as the best clubman at East? Ron would probably rate himself. Yeah, <laughs> best clubman. It's got to be Nico. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. And Stewie. Sam Richards. Oh, Stewie's big well, one. Sam Richards. He's yeah. pretty good. There's a lot of candidates, that's for no, sure. No, you got to be on the backfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The backfield yeah, warrior. And Nico's got the fastest feet in the East. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I mean, Nick and Stewie, yeah. surely. Nick and Stewie, I'd yeah, be up there. they're great. And they put up some great Instagram stories. Like, give them a follow. Because yeah. seriously, watching Nick sidestep Stewie <laughs> gets me pumped for the back end of this year. Yeah. <laughs> We've been doing midweek training sessions with each other. <laughs> chip and chasing each other. It's brilliant. Yeah. And they're forwards. <laughs> doing Stewie, chip and chase. Stewie's How good. actually like silky though with those dummies. Yeah. Like even like we'll muck around before training with like sixth grade, mm. and he gets me every time. Yeah. yeah, and you're only watching it on camera. Yeah, <laughs> gets you every time, <laughs> fellas. Uh, who would you guys rate as the most underrated player at uh, Tigerland? I reckon. I reckon Rick. Yeah, yeah, he's so good. Yeah, Rick. He is. He's a gun Rick's man. Best. He's a gun. He, he, he plays consistent second grade. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He but puts on mate, shots. Every he started game. in like fourth grade, though. Yeah, he's he's through. a yeah. Yeah, he's a gun player. The lightest person to lift in the line out too. Um, he's got guts as well. I watched him, uh, yeah, play second grade last year, and I was like, who's this bloke? And yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's a gun. Other one would be Pilsy. Pilsy's just like a warrior. Yeah, and at the clubs, so friggin' strong, dude. Yeah, <laughs> plays yeah. like nine or ten or wherever they want him. Yeah, Pilsy's like that glue that you know, like a yeah. team needs. So he, solid. And he doesn't care where he is. Like, that's why he's perfect for East because he, like, put him in a team. He doesn't care. He's going to play as hard as he can. And that's what it's all about down there. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, with Pilsy back in the day, because um, Pilsy and I are the same age and we played footy together. So he was playing for the Dolphins and I was playing for the Mighty Lighthouses. So shout out to those fellas. But, um, yeah, we would always go neck and neck. <laughs> we would always go and <laughs> we'd always go neck and neck and um yeah it was it's it's quite funny looking back at it now now that we're playing the same club at um east so it's pretty funny also interesting story because uh uh reg reginald yeah guildford me and him were sort of on opposing club sides yeah up on the coast as well so he was a swanee and i was at usc yeah. so then we were in stingrays together before coming oh. down here yeah yeah so can we um add in reg, reg yeah so nico stewie and reg yeah, yeah. 
All right, Reg four, yeah. great yeah. club. He's, right. Mate, he's a he's an asset to any club. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. All right, well, fellas, who would you guys rate as the worst trainer at Easts? I'm pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a big well, fan of contact. You can't be, you can't be the worst like, trainer if you don't <laughs> even go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've asked. Uh, perennially injured. Convenient. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, also, Smithy for uh, for hurting his teammates at training. That's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, wiped me out for about two years. What do you now. reckon? Worst trainer? Could be Ripper. No, he. He well, runs well he's like kind of no like else, yeah. no he's kind of in the same boat as Futural yeah. but he's never on the field um, talking actually trains but doesn't do a whole lot yeah you could throw Sam Richards in that boat <laughs> yes <laughs> I mean. yeah we put Richards Richards no, won that one running around pre-season camp with his yeah. bucket hat on yeah. yeah he's got one gear and he knows how to use it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh fair enough fair enough um now, fellas, if you guys could recruit someone from any other club, who would it be? Well, that's yeah. already been answered, I think, with Ace. <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, awkward. I don't know. Given the pig story last night, Ryan Frenny looks like he can yeah, that was drink cool. some beers. I reckon he'd be an asset in the rafters down at Ace. Yeah. you got to... Yeah, actually. Yeah, I reckon. Rafters, sure. Yeah. Freeney. I think so. All right. I, I don't really want anyone else. If you're not Someone already there, right. we don't want you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, fellas, it's been it's been National Volunteers Week uh, at this back end of May. Um, who would you guys rate as one of the top blokes behind the scenes at East who, uh, who, who puts in and helps make the club great? I think the birthday boy, Mick, <laughs> Mick Farrell. Farrell. Yeah, Mick Farrell, for sure. <laughs> it's got to be a shout out to Mick. Happy birthday, mate. But... I don't know. Who, who else? Even- Lenny's a good one too. He's yeah. always out there in prams and Reggie's just filling up bottles. and it's good too because do- he doesn't scab out of the lollies either. He gets a yeah. proper good starburst. He gets ones. some good lollies. Yeah. That's all his kids. Yeah. yeah. But but a, but a stuff from the top as well. I think Boxy's awesome. Boxy's the man. With what he does. He's, um yeah, he's, he definitely stands out. Um So, yeah, definitely flows down when it comes to the volunteers. That's true. Tom's still trying to learn everyone's names. So. Yeah, that's why he's been he's, so he's quiet, quiet this past time. <laughs> Sully's a good one too. Yeah, what Sully. Course? Oh, yeah. Actually, no, I, I think Sully. Yeah. Sully, Fourth, yeah. fifth, and sixth. Actually, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sully, yeah. Sully's a good one. He, coach he coaches player. any friggin' players. Yeah, he definitely has to put Sully <laughs> like, in com- conversation for sure. No, John Sullivan, true yeah. legend. Yeah. He looks after, what, sixth, fifth, and fourth grade, and then yeah. Colts three true. as well. Yeah, he's yeah, he's a legend. He doesn't break a sweat. He's like, yeah, whatever. And big souls. Yeah. Big oh, souls. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, you've got to give it to Souls. <laughs> the man behind the camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was fishing for that. But, yeah. <laughs> Just waiting for his name to pop up. Yeah, yeah. Always, <laughs> down, always down at Tigers. Um, you know, gets great traction there for the boys. That makes sixth grade great again. Yeah. That was awesome. That was All's, pretty good. Um, I appreciate the shout out, but while yeah. I'm on the payroll, albeit yeah. it's not a big role. Yeah, true. <laughs> oh, good. All right. Well, folks, that's it for sort of the uh, the standard podcast element of uh, today's pod, but we've got something uh, special coming your way. Um, if anyone's been following Wrongers over the last 12 months, you'll have seen a, an ever-growing mullet out the back. It's, uh, it's, it's a style that seems to be catching on with uh, Webby starting to support one as well, but uh, Wrongers, you made the decision that you want to get rid of it. Yeah, I think it's just time, you know. Uh, a man's got to know when he's... He's reached his bubble, and um, 
Yeah, it's time to go. Don't be sad. He's that had a recent dry spell in his uh, <laughs> recent, <laughs> recent, recent of six months, twenty three <laughs> years. <laughs> well, didn't you say you're going to get stuck underneath a squat rack or something like that this week, or a squat bar? So. Yeah, every time I like go on my roller or something, I um, I'm like rolling back, and then the hair gets caught under the yeah. roller, and um, it's same with yeah, the other squat racks and stuff. It's getting caught under. Every time I'm getting physio on my neck or something, like just. Flicking it all over to, but but to even it's been yeah, fun. But but even you know with this COVID as well, we've been training a fair bit, and once wrong wrongers get sweaty, he just like it just goes all to his mullet. Yeah, it's mad. And he just and he just he just <laughs> does this, and it just goes everywhere, and it flicks me in the eye. I'm like, mate, you have to bloody shave that. I'm pretty sure it's because he start he tied it up. He took a Snapchat video of it, so then he started calling him <laughs> Smithy, and then he's like, "Oh, I got to cut off the hair." <laughs> oh, that's rough. That's the no. tr- that's the real truth behind it. It's just time for a change. You got to stay one step ahead of the game and become too predictable. So, we're <laughs> making my moves. Before There's we, levels to this. Yeah. Before we oh, uh, we cut it off, mate, we should reflect on the origins of it, mate. What uh, what was the original decision to grow it out? Well, I grew it first. Yeah, Tom, Tom and I sort of did one like it was a bit of a half-assed one, like a year and a half, two years ago, and then he went all corporate on us and got a, a very low-paying job. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> Traineeship, internship, um, and so and then I, um, I sort of did it for preseason last year, and then this year I did Movember, and so I got um, a free haircut, and I was like, well, I'm not going to waste this. I got rid of the big beard and the. Um, and the um and did the mullet so it was for a good cause and then i've just i got a, a bit attached I, I kept saying it'd be a pre-season thing and then um uh, when it came to the season um the media was commenting on it so much that i was sort of was like gonna keep it for a bit and then i was like oh it'll be gone by the end of south africa it'll be gone by the end of and i've just so you get attached about sam actually yeah, yeah. <laughs> here, we yeah. Yeah, here i am but um i guess just Time to go. Time to go. Yeah. Fair enough. Is uh was it just Scotty Higginbotham inspired? It, yeah, yeah, it really was, yeah. Higgins is um his is a bit more curly and red, but oh, yeah. um, very inspirational oh, man, nonetheless. Mate. Nothing wrong with curly and <laughs> <No>. red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you saying? Yeah. yeah, sorry, mate. But... <laughs> Don't get me started on yours, Tiggy. <laughs> All right, folks. Well uh We'll, we'll switch up our little podcast scenario here and, and be back two seconds as we bring you uh, the the live cutting of the Queensland captain's mullet. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> I've got the honour. I've got the honour, surely. Yes. All right, folks, we're back at Longland Street in East Brisbane where St. George Queensland Reds captain Liam Wright is going to lose his infamous mullet. It's about 18 months worth of growth. Liam, how... Uh, what are some parting words, mate? How are you feeling as we, we lead into this monumental occasion, mate? Yeah, it's a sad day. It's been a it's been a real ride and a real privilege for me. Uh, but all I can say to the people is, uh, don't cry because it's over. Just smile because it happened. It's been real. Oh. <laughs> and uh, doing the honours today is roommate Josh Webb, obviously part of the uh, the household here at Longland Street. Uh, Josh can get in, get in nice and tight and do the haircut. Josh, yeah, I think everyone's thinking what I'm thinking though. It's about bloody time, so. Um, let's get it sorted, Saucy. All right, mate. Now, how much uh, hairdressing experience do you have, uh, Josh? Um, mate, absolutely none. So, <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Right. Uh, let's see how this goes. <laughs> oh. 
know, get in nice and tight, mate, low and yeah, slow, yeah, as we said. Yeah, got to somehow do it. Uh, Rongus, tell us, mate. Uh, since you've had the mullet, uh, what's what's been some of the reactions, mate, from uh, from media, from fans, mate? Uh, how have people been appreciating it? Yeah, it's uh, been a mixed reaction, I'll admit. Um, you know, the the younger crowds have sort of gone around it a fair bit. Um, I got I got a few a few tags of um, some of the coronavirus mullets that have been going around of the kids just doing it, uh, trying to replicate, I guess, which has been cool. Um, kids. yeah <laughs> i think a bit of the older generation probably don't see too kindly to it i know mum and dad aren't huge fans of it so they'll be very impressed when they see this um and yeah the, the media it was it was very topical in my first few weeks as captain so um yeah it'd be good to put that behind me a bit that didn't sound too good there webby what the cutting yeah oh, that's all right it's all right, it's getting the job done. His his brother's a barber, but it obviously doesn't run in the family. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Liam, mate, you mentioned the younger crowds have obviously been into it, mate. Have you seen uh, any any kids, youngins at East or anything like that, uh, try to emulate the cut, mate? Yeah, a couple. Um, definitely, I got tagged in a few Facebook posts saying they're going for the Liam Wright mullet, um, which is a bit weird, but um, kudos to them, and I hope they keep with it. Um, a lot of dedication that goes into a mullet like this. And mate, uh, you mentioned it was a, a Liam Wright inspired number. Uh, not a Liam Wright inspired number, I should say. A Scott Higginbotham inspired number, mate. Uh, has Higgins had any comments, mate, in terms of the mullet, in terms of how long it's got? Can we like this? No. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't heard too much from Higgins, but um, he definitely set the precedent when it came to this. So, um, yeah, I, I gave it a whirl and, um, yeah, it was fun while it lasted. Very true, very true. Uh, now, mate, obviously, uh, the mullet's been a bit of an outrageous haircut, and I think it's safe to say everyone, or at least every guy, has got to have some sort of outrageous haircut to annoy their appearance at some stage. Um, is this the worst cut you reckon you've had, mate, in your in your time on on earth, or you, do you sport anything rough while you're at churchy, mate? No, nah, this is this is me. I actually sported the buzz cut from um, all the way through churchy, so this was I've never had long hair. This is the longest it's ever been, so. Um, yeah, I've usually been a buzz kind of guy, so going back to my roots and <laughs> just go back to what brought me here. Very true, very <laughs> true. And uh, mate, what are, what's some of the comments your mum's throwing out there, mate, if she's not a big fan? Um, you know, I try and it, it helps not having them in the state, so I don't have to show it to her too often, but um, she tells me I'm quite a handsome young man, so that the haircut's not doing me any favours. Um, I don't know if I believe her, but this will this will tell. <laughs> Very true, mate. Um, now, mate, I know Thorny's a bit of a stickler for haircuts. I know Tate McDermott had to, to cut the long locks uh, early on last year. I think you guys were over in Argentina when he had to get it done. Uh, has there been many comments, mate, from Thorny or the other coaching staff in terms of uh, the haircut, mate? No, Thorny's actually been good. He, um, yeah, yeah, I know. Um, yeah, um, Tatey had to get a pretty rancid cut when he was over in Argentina. There was a bit of a language barrier, so his didn't end up looking too good. He was a bowl cut by Mary, wasn't it? It was. It was a bit of a bowl cut <laughs> in the end. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if Thorny's just been holding his tongue. He actually hasn't made too much too much comment telling me to cut it or anything, so he's been good. But um, I think he'll be pretty pleased to see it's gone. All right. Now, it looks like we're getting to the point here where 
Webby's ready to, to cut the back here. Yeah, What's the plan, Webby? Yeah, we're on the Webby? next level, I think. It's, uh, mate, it's looking dirty, but I think it's time to go, so let's do it. All right, well, hold on. Let's get a little Joe Dirt photo here, mate, with the, just Joe the mullet out the back. Joe Exotic. Joe Maybe Joe Exotic's husband. Carol Baskin. Very nice. All Joe right, now, how are we going to do this one, Webby? What's the plan? Mate, just up the guts through the middle and just <laughs> just clip her off, I reckon. Fair enough. Well, I think we're going to bunch them up the back here, aren't we? Yeah, let's do it. Here we go. The mullet is coming off. There's a fair bit of length there that's getting rid of it. It's quite hot. <laughs> uh, Liam, mate, obviously, this is the key moment. Losing the length in the back. How are we feeling? Yeah, I feel like there's just been a weight lifted off my shoulders, Sauce. Quite literally. Excuse the pun. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, mate, obviously... You've had the buzz cut before. What do you? What's your expectation going to be when you uh, roll back into work, mate? With training on Monday from uh, from the team. Yeah, um, not sure how the reaction will be, but that's that's kind of the point. You know, you got to stay one step ahead of the game, keep them guessing a bit. So um, this will definitely throw a spanner in the works. Um, you know, previously the buzz cut, I haven't had the facial hair to go with it, so I'm I'm hoping that'll add an element of of ruggedness to it, but. It's really hard to say at this point. Ruggedness. I like that, mate. Um, now, I've noticed that there's been a few other guys come back from uh, isolation, mate, with some interesting haircuts, mate. Talk us through some of the other cuts at, uh, in and around Ballymore at the moment. Yeah, I've got, I've got to give a shout-out to Tawana and to Hunter. They've got the mullets rocking at the moment. Um, so I'm really hoping they keep the trend rocking. They've, um, yeah, they're looking pretty good at the moment, pretty tidy. Um, the other rancid haircuts going on, Nella's hair is just looking terrible. Um, it's long. It's, um, it's got a sort of weird kind of red-brown color. Um, it's, it's just really not looking good. Uh, same with Geordie. Geordie's gone for a, an XXX Tentacion sort of look. Um, Kalani as well, one of our young boys. He's got some sort of bleach blonde hair going on. Um, so there's a few there's a few cuts rocking around, Sauce. Different types. And what's the inspiration with Geordie's haircut, mate? I reckon that's the most outrageous. Yeah, he's, he's gone for the dreads his first time. Uh, the reaction's been quite mixed. He's, I think he's trying to copy Moses a little bit, but um, doesn't quite have the nos to pull it off. What about uh, Seru Uru and Moses, mate? The way Seru's growing his hair out, he's just starting to look like a, a bigger version of Moses. Yeah, they both just got, um, you know, big sort of big mushrooms on their heads when they actually untie their hair. Um, pretty impressive, pretty long, so they usually get it dreaded a fair bit. Um, Seru, the fisherman, uh, you know, he keeps it he keeps it pretty quiet, so so when he rocks up, uh, it's, it's often a surprise with a, a new haircut, but he, he's a good-looking man, Seru. Fair enough, mate. And uh, and has Nella got a plan with his hair, mate? I know that when uh, you first captained Queensland Country over in Fiji, mate, Nella was rocking some sort of corn roll scenario that has some extensions in there, mate, that I uh, don't think went down too well with the boys. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not sure what Nella's look is. Um, I think he set himself a challenge to come back from isolation looking as, as terrible as he could. Um, his rig's a bit out of shape and... And same with his hair, so 
Um, you know, it'll be good good to see him flogs back in flogs back into shape. And he definitely needs a haircut. I'll be taking these clippers to train him tomorrow and see what I can do for him. What do you reckon, Mate, I think you've still got a bit of work to do, mate. You're a tidy <laughs> <up>. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I know this is free, but that doesn't mean you do half a job, mate. <laughs> As we mentioned, uh, Webby, his brother's a barber. Um, he mustn't have spent too much time in the shop uh, learning the trade himself. So what was that, bro? I said, you mustn't have spent too much time in the barber shop watching oh, your brother, mate. Oh, no, it's, it's not a pastime of mine, so I think he won't be too happy with, with my performance now, but, um, mate, you never can go wrong with a buzz cut, so. Surely you have a shout-out to your brother's barber shop? Yeah, um, shout-out to my brother's barber shop. Uh, the private barber... It's his name, so it's in Nam- uh, Nambour, so give it a give it a little uh, check, so yeah, it's good. In Nambour, mate? Yeah, Nambour. You get some interesting clientele through there, mate. Yeah, you get, you get you know, a few characters with, uh, you know, wrongs is cut, um, so yeah, we'll sort them out. I would have thought cutting the mullet itself would have been a popular one at that barbershop, mate. Yeah, I think it is, actually, um, hmm. to put it uh, quite honest, but... Now you can do it too. Fair enough. Uh, Webby, I think you meant to uh, brush some of the hair off off wrongers as, as you go, mate. No, I think that's a little, <laughs> Doing a hair transplant here. Webby's worried about the amount of uh, time he's got to put in to, to grow a mullet of the same stature. <laughs> Webby's going to use it as a bit of a, a merkin down below. No comment. <laughs> now... Uh, Wrong as you started to look like uh, you did back in uh, under 20s, mate. <laughs> the glory days. The glory days. The glory days. Mate, you still got to keep going over it. You got to tidy up the front. You've actually got to give him like proper lines. He's got like a ringlet right on the front that you've missed completely. Come on, mate. Jesus. No one's coming along one street for a haircut. I can tell you that much. My mum was right, Sauce. Handsome young man under this hair. Sure, we'll roll with that. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you going to do anything about that uh, top of the hair you got growing on your chin, mate? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking to, to to getting it to a length where I can braid it soon, Sauce. Oh, we're going but for a Vikings. Or... Maybe, uh, was it Ragnar Lothbrook? Vikings. Yeah. Put a bit of jewellery in there. No, just one step at a time, you know, get rid of the mullet. The, um, we'll work on the goatee soon. <laughs> What about the infamous neck beard you had last year, mate? Talk us through uh, through that one. Yeah, it was it was my first real crack at growing a beard, so um, I, I hadn't heard too much about that manscaping stuff, and so I just let it grow everywhere and had a really really thick neck beard. Um, yeah, I wasn't too familiar with with you know cutting it there, and I definitely wasn't going to a barber to get it done. So uh, I think I might have to in future. Fair enough, right. mate. I don't know what more you want, but I think that's that's fine. Mate, I can still see like edges on the edge there, oh, like Jesus on the crown Christ. of his head. You sort of got to like follow the lines of the head, mate, like in sort of one foul swoop. Because when you're just doing the little edges like along that on the top, that's where you end up with random links. Maybe I should be the one uh, behind the camera and sort of be the one. Yeah, uh, so fixing up after. Yeah, we know with uh, COVID regulations that I'm not allowed to do that. Off camera. Off camera, off camera. You might uh, 
There's one of the East Blokes owns uh, Emporium Barbers where we can get you a little sponsored one to fix you up. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're just about there. Wrong as uh, we need a mirror or something like that for you to have a look at, mate. You got your phone? See, what, what do you rate where his work as? How, Pretty weird you... looking not seeing a big tuft down the back there. And it's quite pale, I'll be honest. Fuck. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I'll back it. You back it? What do you reckon some well of the benefits work. are going to be of a short haircut, mate? Uh, it'll save me a fair bit of time getting out of the shower and drying it, which will be a positive. Um, bit lighter, maybe faster on my feet. <laughs> well, that's uh, the aerodynamics. Aerodynamic, really. It's, uh, you've done all right, Webb. Done all right. All right. And then, uh, obviously, mate, uh, you spoke about it getting caught underneath the... Uh, some some bars and stuff like that while you're doing squats in the gym this week, mate. Obviously, a positive to uh, to not worry about that now when yeah. you're in there just trying to get your workout done. Yeah, that'll be great. Just uh, being able to focus on um, my lifts instead of my hair. Um, just get back to to doing what I do, I guess, instead of worrying about that. Terrible. And uh, <laughs> it's a terrible look, mate. The guys try to give you try to give you stick about a dry spell, mate. Uh, what are you hoping it does for for your love life? <laughs> They're full of it, but, um, you know, ladies, this, this is what you're working with. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. Well, I think that is all we've got time for here at Longland Street in East Brisbane. It's been a great Arvo. Thanks for having us to all the Longlands lads. Thanks for having us, Saucy. Cheers, Saucy. Thanks, Saucy. All right, and uh, next time we're back at the furnace, we'll leave the cameras, uh, cameras off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please.